All right. Here we go. Welcome, my friends, into this brand new edition of the WJR Sportsbook. Always nice to have you with us. Uh, my name is Steve Courtney. Jamie Edmonds. Uh, what's going on there, partner? I can confirm you are still wearing shorts. Yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, to take that a step further, I uh, got one last round of gaff in today, and uh, I can't play the game in long pants, so... Uh, shorts it was, and it was a beautiful, beautiful fall day. But guess what? What? They're just about over. Yeah, I feel like it's near the end. Yeah. Uh, well, it was nice to squeeze out uh, one last round uh, with my high school chums. Uh, anyway, lots to talk about, as is normally the case here on the Sportsbook. Uh, we are without producer Nick Roddy. He has the night off. Uh, we are in the capable hands of Danielle Mason. Uh, thank goodness for that. She will keep the train on the tracks. Girl power tonight. I love it. I'm outnumbered. <laughs> Never a good sign. Uh, all right. Going back to yesterday, uh, the 0-8 Lions had a bye week. Tell me you've seen all these memes where the Lions oh. lost the bye week. Oh, yeah. They are all over the place. No matter what uh, uh, platform of social media. Uh, you know what? It's a longstanding joke, but... You know, still relatively entertaining. And when you take into consideration uh, what this team is up against, you know, I don't know. 0-8, where is the win going to come from? Where is the win going to come from? Who knows? And then... I knew I thought it was going to be the Eagles, so eggs on me. Or eggs on my face. Well, uh, they come back from the bye. They are in your former neck of the woods, Pittsburgh, to yes. face Big Ben and the Steelers. It ain't going to happen there, I don't think. I don't think so. And originally, a couple of weeks ago, I said I felt it happening on Thanksgiving Day against the Bears. And then I. You've retracted that. I did. <laughs> I felt compelled. Uh, because, look, the way they performed. Uh, in their last outing uh, was an a- absolute disgrace. And they were disinterested, and uh, I don't know what the deal was. So maybe, you know, the buy came at a good point for them because look at it this way. Uh, exactly halfway through uh, the season, a nice time for a buy. So maybe they'll regroup and whatnot. But the perform- uh, performance against the Eagles kind of broke my spirit. Yeah, it did. A lot of people in this town, which is why that buy coming at this time was just everyone was so thankful for it. You didn't have to talk about it. You didn't have to watch it. Yeah. And uh, it was a very productive day. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, as far as college football goes, uh, a mixed bag. Obviously, uh, here on WJR, a little bit bummed out. Uh, because for the first time since 1966, talk coming. And Michigan State had the opportunity to go to 9-0, and uh, and it did not happen. Uh, they go to West Lafayette, and they get overturned by the Boilermakers 40-29. to Wasn't even close. Well, uh, there was a point... I mean, they, the, were, they tied it up at 21, but... Yeah, and that was a pivotal point of the tilt. Uh, because uh, you got a little momentum, and the ensuing Purdue possession, uh, you had Simeon Barrow going to make a defensive play. Again, 
Everybody that's seen the replay knows exactly what I'm talking about. Went to make a defensive play. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, under a little bit of pressure, the quarterback for the Boilermakers, busted up the middle. When he gets to Barrow, he lowers his head. Thus, there's helmet-to-helmet, kind of. Simeon Barrow, fine defensive tackle, is flagged for targeting. Now, talked to Mel Tucker this morning, and I asked him in a very diplomatic way. And look, it's just not, you know, against the Spartans that has me upset about the targeting rule. It's throughout college football. It doesn't matter what game you're watching, weekend in, weekend out. There is a questionable targeting call. And, and I'll tell you why. Because it's a very gray area. Right. There's no, they never take into context the seconds before the supposed targeting. Right. And malicious intent is supposed to be the biggest box that gets checked off for this thing to be confirmed. Mm-hmm. There was no malicious intent by Simeon Barrow. Uh, by others earlier, again, no matter what game you're watching. And I asked Mel Tucker, is it time for the NCAA and the powers that be to really take a look at this? Because, again, I understand the reason that targeting is there, the safety of unprotected players. I get it. Right. But if an offensive player, and we've seen it time and time again, lowers his helmet to, in essence, create the targeting. That's not a factor. Right. It's infuriating. It really is. Well, and then, you know, for the player involved, uh, since it happened in the third quarter, Simeon Barrow booted, and now he will sit the first half of the Maryland game, which also begs the, the question. You're guilty of targeting. 15 yards. Should you be kicked out of the game for I mean, playing the game, depending, again, on malicious intent? I say, okay, fine, get kicked out of the game. But the first half of the next game seems a bit much. Well, you know what? And Mel did say uh, that he thinks it would be a good idea because the way it is right now is rather confusing. And I'm not saying uh, that's why. Uh, the Spartans lost because, quite frankly, uh, Purdue was the better team uh, on Saturday. There's absolutely no question about it. Uh, the Spartans fought. They bit. They clawed. Uh, they made it a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. But on the ensuing uh, possession, King, the fine running back there, busts it big on a screen, and, and, and there it goes. Uh, you give the devil their due. And the Boilermakers had it going on. O'Connell, for example, 40 of 54, career high, 536 yards, three touchdowns. David Bell, uh, the fine wide receiver out of Indianapolis, uh, he caught 11 passes, 217 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, His 15th career 100-yard receiving game. That dude was as advertised. Yes. And when you talk about, yeah, we could talk about the targeting call. That obviously was not the reason. The reason the Spartans lost is the defense gave up a season high, nearly 600 yards, 594 yards of offense. Well, and again, that is why uh, the Spartans did not get to 9-0 for the first time since 1966, because the Boilermakers 
gave up first downs. Uh, well, the Boilermakers got first downs on 11 of 18 third down situations. Yeah, I looked that up because I just felt like they can't get off the field on third can't. down. And then you look it up and, yeah, the numbers don't lie. Well, you know what? In case you were wondering, uh, Kenneth Walker III did what he's supposed to do. He ran for 146 yards on 23 carries. Uh, just a dynamic player. But, you know, uh, another thing about Mel Tucker, afterwards he told us, uh, look, we're making no excuses. You know, winning is easy. Winning is a lot of fun. But how do you respond to your loss, in particular, your first loss? Right. He had a great quote that we played on Sports Final Edition last night, something about blocking out the noise, circling the wagons, and the most important voices being inside that locker room. Because, you know, if you go on Twitter, if you go anywhere, people they'll be haters, as there always are. So they have to listen to each other, listen to Tuck, because he seems to be a really yeah. good coach, and move forward. You well, can the, bounce back at Maryland. Yeah, the bottom line is this. Uh, you still have destiny in your own hands. Mm-hmm. You've got... Maryland at the woodshed on Saturday. Then you go to Columbus. Then you finish it up uh, against Penn State at the woodshed. So you've got two huge or three huge games coming up. And guess what? They're all from the east. Right. It's it's very interesting right now because everybody's eight and one. Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State. And then they they all have to play each other in terms of they have to play Ohio State. They have to play Penn State. It's going to be exciting down the stretch. Still a lot to play for, as uh, Coach Tucker says. All of their goals, all of them, are still intact. But you got to get back on the winning side of the ledger. Uh, the Maryland tilt will be a 4 o'clock kick at Spartan Stadium, which means yours truly with the tailgate show at 1. The pregame here on WJR underway at 2.30, uh, of course, as well, along the Spartan Radio Network. All right. Don't go away. We come back. We'll talk Michigan football. Leave it here. It is the Sportsbook on 760 WJR. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook with Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Sponsored by WinBet. Download the WinBet app today on the Apple Store or on Google Play. Win with WinBet. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. All right, welcome back into the sports book, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, before we move on, talk a little Michigan football. Let you know, following the loss to Purdue, uh, Mel Tucker and the Spartans now eighth in the Associated Press, number nine, number nine in the coaches. Meanwhile, in a squared Saturday night, uh, Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines get themselves a 29-7 win over the uh, visiting Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, Indiana again. Uh, they had it going on a year ago in that COVID uh, season. Tough sledding for them. Uh, Hoosiers now 2-7. and seven. Uh, Cade McNamara, 10 of 18, 168 yards, two TDs, no picks, a decent rating of uh, 81.7. I did not get a chance to see uh, anything up until uh, middle of the third quarter on, uh, but it sounds like uh, the Wolverines able to right the ship pretty good. Yeah, it was a good bounce back win. It was a slow start. It was just 3 nothing Michigan after one. Right. But they, you know, figured things out, started pushing, and it was no contest. Uh, Blake Corum, uh, sadly, I love the way this kid runs. And uh, he went down early, did he not? Yeah, he left the game, and people were speculating during the game and then saw him with a boot, 
We've gotten no updates. Even today, Jim Harbaugh said he has no updates on injuries. So he said he also said after the game that he didn't think it was serious. So I guess that's good news. Yeah, I'm surprised he said that because, uh, you know, having been a sideline dude for a while, uh, it seems like the information about injuries is just getting tighter and tighter. Right. I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, meanwhile, Hassan Haskins, uh, this dude here, he knows what he's doing, too. Picked it up. 6'1", 220 pounds, and he runs uh, like that and more. 27 carries, 168 yards on the ground, an average of 6.2 yards per carry. Career to go day. with a score. Yeah. Uh, he, he's got a motor on him, too. No yeah. I mean, and it. he knew Quorum was out. That one-two punch not available, and he had to be the guy, and he became the guy. Uh, Cornelius Johnson, fine junior wide receiver. Uh, he had a day, uh, five receptions, 108 yards. Uh, didn't find the end zone, but a long of 50 yards. So uh, Aiden Hutchinson, I saw, uh, put a boatload of pressure uh, on the Hoosier quarterbacks. I think uh, Michigan has a team uh, registering a couple of sacks. Uh, so there you go, Michigan improving. Uh, two, eight, and one overall. Uh, taking a look at what they've got coming up uh, in the near future. Oh, at Penn State. Oh, uh, Penn State now a six and three club. Uh, to our friends at WinBet. Uh, the Wolverines are a one point underdog for that twelve noon tilt. So pick them. Hmm. That'll be. Uh, very that place is not easy to win no it's not and you know they're gonna have a whiteout. out <laughs> it's what they do the yeah uh so we shall see uh, gonna be interesting by the way the uh, new college football playoff poll will uh be out tomorrow gonna be interesting to see uh you know how that mirrors the ap and coaches sometimes as we know it doesn't right right so. i mean good for michigan I heard they had a team meeting, you know, after that loss to state and saying we cannot let this fester. We have to move on. And I think they've done that. Well, look, you know, I got a lot of true blue Wolverine fans. And uh, there's a little bit of disgruntled activity going on there because you know what it's going to all rest on. Again. You know, do, yeah. Do they really care about what's going to go on uh, at State College against the Nittany Lions? Of course, Wolverine fans do. But it's all about Ohio State. It always is all about Ohio State. End of story. Right. End of story. Again, whoever wrote the script has the Wolverines at home. Right. Step in the right direction, is it not? Yeah. So we know Jim Harbaugh has never coached. Michigan team to victory in that series. That's where the disengagement comes in. Oh, for sure. Because if Michigan wins that tilt. Then this is the best season ever. Who cares about Michigan State and that loss? There you go. Yeah. That's it. And Jim Harbaugh could run for any office that he would be interested in. Right. And do very, very well. This is it. Ohio State would have two losses then. Well, what makes it interesting is... Ryan Day, the head coach of the Buckeyes, and Jim Harbaugh do not see eye to eye in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think Ryan Day dislike. Uh, yeah, a good word. 
I think if uh, he said as much that if he could put a million on Michigan, he would. So there's no love loss there. I just want to say this is fun. Everybody's 8-1. and one. We're going down the stretch. These games matter. <laughs> you know, the fans are back. You're like the uh, person that held up the sign on ESPN game day. I just hope both teams have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I have to be Switzerland, don't I? Uh, yeah, we got uh, three great weeks of the regular season coming up, and uh, it's it's spectacular. Uh, quickly, before the uh, bottom of the hour break, because we've got a lot to get to as it applies to the National Football League, uh, Red Wings, how about them? I'm excited about these Red Wings. Uh, the youth is coming through. Uh, they are hovering around 500. Good for Jeff Blatchell in this club. They've won two straight. Uh, they're 6-5-2 and two to be exact. 14 points. Good enough for fourth in the Atlantic Division. Coming off the 5-2 win over a gritty Vegas Golden Knight club at LCA yesterday. Uh, they will host Edmonton 7-30 tomorrow night. Lucas Raymond has six goals. Mo Sider got his first career goal, which is an OT game winner. The guys that Steve Eiserman wanted and brought in are producing. It's exciting. Yeah, Lucas Raymond also, uh, the Rook, uh, 13 games played. Also has eight assists for 14 points. Tyler Bertuzzi, interesting story there. He's played in only 10, but he's got nine goals, six assists for 15 points. Which is like tops in the league, if not the top. I don't think he's the top, but he's tops up there. And I don't know how the... Vaccine thing's going to shake out, but how many points would he have if it was full-time? I think at this point he's made his decision and he's not going to change well, it. And the what? team hey. is backing him right. and saying, you know, we got to win without him. That's on us. So, And I agree. Look, Tyler, that's what you want to do? You run with it. At that's least he's decision. been completely honest about it instead of someone else. Instead of someone else? Yeah. Uh, I've been immunized. <laughs> Uh, Dylan Larkin, also back in the mix, missed a couple of games uh, for personal reasons. Uh, he's got uh, nine games played, three goals, five assists, eight points. Uh, the Pistons? Yes. Another story. Uh, they are one and eight. They're very young. They are very, very young. They are dead last in the Eastern Conference. Uh, but it's so early. Nobody panic. They've lost four straight. Now, something has to break 7.30 Wednesday night. The one and eight Pistons are in Houston to take on the one and nine Rockets. Houston, they're in a funk. They have lost eight in a row. How about that? Okay, so yes, the Pistons aren't winning, but I watched that game against Brooklyn and was very encouraged. Very competitive. It was fun to watch, and Kate Cunningham, like, progressively is getting better. He had 17 points, eight in the fourth quarter. He was a factor there on their their attempted comeback. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant said he was going to be a tough cover for a long time. Well, you know, here's the deal. You miss all the time that Cade did, and it's valuable time. So now it's showtime, and it's going to take a little bit. Which is what Dwayne Casey has been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, I'm not panicking. You know, it is what it is. But uh, I think this team is, under Dwayne Casey, going to be, you know, competitive. Are they a playoff team? Probably not. No. No. So, you know, you know, equate them to the Tigers. They were fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And if you go out and you put out a nice effort, 
man, every team we talk about, this is the same. Well, at least they're competitive. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> man, it's going to be so fun when one of these teams are in the playoffs. Well, and, and we've said this a thousand gazillion bazillion times. If the Lions ever win a Super Bowl in any of our lifetimes, doesn't matter if it's me, you, Danielle, an infant tuned in at home, <laughs> in their lifetime, that will be the bash of all bashes. Now, when the uh, Red Wings won, nice party. Nice party. I heard 97 was the bash of all bashes. Down Woodward. It was a decent bash. I wasn't here yet. Uh, you missed it. Yeah. Um, but it was a beautiful parade, beautiful weather, uh, a couple of liquid sandwiches going down. Yeah, it was nice. But if the Lions ever win a Super Bowl in our lifetime, pff, I'm just going to put a cot out wherever I'm at, and <laughs> that will be that. Be there a while. Well, I'm just saying it would be great if one of these teams can get back to some glory here. Fans deserve it. It's more fun to talk about. Speaking of glory, did you know that Magnum T.I., Tom Izzo, is in his 27th season as the head coach of Michigan State Hoops? Yeah. College basketballs this week. That's fun. So here's the way Izzo goes about his business. Yeah, we'll play an exhibition against Ferris. We're going to play an exhibition against Grand Valley. And then for the regular season opener. He always does this. We're going to go to Madison Square Garden and take on number three, Kansas. <laughs> right. He likes it. Whatever. He believes it's a, a learning tool for his players. That's what he said this morning uh, here on the Paul W. Smith Show and WJR. You know, you, you go, you win. That's great. If you go and you lose, you learn from it and move on. Mm -hmm. But you're only going to get better when you schedule teams like that. Uh, by the way. You know, why is Kansas number three? All five of their starters are on a national, national recognition category. Kansas is always good. Kansas. <laughs> uh, but there's going to be some true uh, point guard play for the uh, Spartans. Didn't really have it last year. Didn't have that quarterback. Remember, they bring aboard the uh, point guard Tyson Walker, uh, junior transfer from Northeastern. Uh, here's the deal, though, uh, and Tom says he feels this team is going to be better in several very important categories, the least of which is not defense. They allowed 71.1 points per game last year. That was the most ever in an Izzo coach team. He's not going to let that happen again. No. Not good on the boards either. That's not an Izzo team. No. So, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, lots to discuss with what went down, even though the 0-8 Lions were enjoying a bye week, lots of stuff going on in the NFL. It's the Sportsbook on 760 WJR. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook with Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Sponsored by WinBet. Download the WinBet app today on the Apple Store or on Google Play. Win with WinBet. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Yes, indeed, it is the WJR Sportsbook. Steve and Jamie at your service. Uh, busy day. An odd day in the NFL yesterday. Yes, Some underdogs. Some crazy results. Uh, in no particular order, uh, just some uh, quick notes here. Uh, in Cincinnati, what's going on with the uh, Bengals? They were living large there for a while. 
Uh, meanwhile, the Browns go in and destroy him, 41-16. to Baker Mayfield, 218 yards, two TDs, a rating of 132.6. That's pretty good. Joe Burrow, meanwhile, uh, 282 yards, two picks, rating of 69. Uh, the Bengals, as I said, they were... They were living their best life for a half a second. They have now lost two in a row uh, since they won at Baltimore. Uh, they're five and four. Yeah, same as the Browns. The Browns, everyone was counting them out, and they're sort of back. Whatever, those two teams can battle it out. Yeah, the, it was the, the Steelers uh, can win tonight and call it a day. Browns are feeling good, though. They win the Battle of Ohio. All right, now in Texas, this was a stunner. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, 249 yards, a touchdown. The Broncos improved to 5-4, and four, knocking off the Cowboys 30-16. to 16. Uh, Dallas now 6-2. Dak Prescott, he's back, but 232 yards, two TDs, and a pick. That was a Bring shocker Cooper right there. Bring me Cooper Rush. <laughs> yeah. Well, did they, did you think they thought about it? No. Uh, the Patriots. Every time I write this team off. I know. They just start... Winning. Uh, they knock off the Panthers in Carolina, 24-6. Uh, Belichick and the lads are now 5-4, and four, the Panthers. Good Lord. It's starting to get ugly there. Uh, they are now 4-5. and five. Remember, they started the season 3-0. and oh. They have lost five of their last six. Sam Darnold, 172 yards, three interceptions. Did you see uh, wide receiver Robbie Anderson just went off on him? After the third pick. Yeah. You don't yeah. like to see that. Well, it's kind of fun to see. No? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, he I don't know exactly what he was saying, but maybe it was along the lines of, come on, man, three picks, get your head out of somewhere. Something not TV family friendly. Right. Uh, so now we'll see uh, what lies ahead for them. And Jacksonville, another stunner. Could you imagine being a member of Bill's Mafia? This morning? No. My friend actually likes the Bills, and he tweeted, it's the worst sports weekend of his life. Because <laughs> of the Bills taking gas from the Jags? From the Jags. From the Jags. Uh, 9-6, the final. 9 A real six. barn burner. The Jaguars improved to 2-6. and six, But you know what, members of Lions Nation? That's better for the Lions. Of course it is for El Numero Uno draft, but I'm just saying. Uh, the Bills are now 5-3. and three. They were 15-point favorites, <laughs> according to our friends at WinBet. Uh, interesting moment, though, in this tilt. I guess it's never happened. They made a big deal about it. Social media platforms yesterday. Josh Allen oh, right. had one sack for the Jags. Who did he sack? Josh Allen. There you go. Uh, by the way, Josh Allen, the quarterback, 264 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. A real head-scratcher for sure. Uh, meanwhile, in Baltimore, the Ravens, you know what? They have a good kicker, turns out. <laughs> yeah, he kind of knows what he's yeah. doing. Uh, Ravens beat the visiting Vikings 34-31 in overtime. The Ravens improved to 6-2. and two. Uh, the Vikings fall to three and five. Uh, my heart kind of bleeds for Mike Zimmer and the Vikings. The Purple People leaders have five losses by a combined 18 points, two of those in overtime. Yeah, that's why I think maybe the Vikings could be the Lions win, maybe. I don't think there's an ice cube chance in hell of that happening. <laughs> I just don't. 
No, I think Minnesota is a pretty darn good football team. They just got nothing to show for the effort. Uh, in Kansas City, the mediocre Chiefs, and they really are, and it pains me to say that, uh, they beat the visiting Packers 13-7. to The Chiefs are now 5-4. and Patrick Mahomes, what's the deal? 166 yards, 1 TD, a rating of 74.8. How is this such a fall from grace? How has this happened? Well, a lot of people are under the impression that he's trying to do too much. But he um, always was like that, scrambling, scrambling, throw across his body, huge connection. Well, when you see Travis Kelsey start to get a little bit upset, and I think Kelsey was getting a little frustrated last night, as I'm sure a lot of the Chiefs are right now, uh, because you beat a Packers team without you-know-who, and you know why. Uh, so Jordan Love makes his NFL debut as a starter. 190 yards, one touchdown, one pick, a rating of 69.5. So, you know, I I would imagine if you're a Chiefs fan and you're used to what you're used to, this is a nightmare. Yeah. But I'm sure Lions fans are like, relax. <laughs> we'll show you a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, five and four. You know, nine and seven wasn't good enough. Remember that? Yeah, I'll never forget that. I was at that press. Uh, in San Francisco, uh, what what are the Cardinals got? Uh, well, they're eight and one now because they go into the city by the bay and knock off the 49ers, 31-17. No Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins, no AJ Green, but yet they beat the 49ers, 31-17. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Good old Colt McCoy. Where have you been? 249 yards, one TD, zero interception. So he just basically went in and did what he does. Is there any better job than backup quarterback no. in the NFL? <laughs> no. Because some have pulled it off maybe for like punter. a decade. For like a decade, and they've taken maybe 18 snaps in that 10-year right. span. Right. They get their paycheck, and you know they're on the fancy headset, and... You know, talk to anybody who will talk to him, and, you know, it's it's not a bad life. So, Cole McCoy, you know, you got to give the dude credit. He is hung in there. Yeah. And didn't do anything to lose it for the cards yesterday. No. So, you know, they're probably— He had a touchdown, Coach 249 King. yards. Yeah. Uh, okay. We've ignored the elephant in the room long enough here on the WJR Sportsbook. Uh, Sunday night football last night in L.A. So much was made about the visiting Titans uh, losing Derrick Henry for the remainder of the year. So the Titans, uh, earlier uh, last week, they bring aboard the crafty veteran, Adrian Peterson. The Titans go into L.A. and knock off Matthew Stafford and the Rams in convincing fashion, 28-16. to 16. Ryan Tannehill. It was okay, 143 yards, a touchdown, a pick, rating at 79.7. Matthew, not a good night. Mm-mm. 294 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Those two picks. Really 20, bad picks. 26 seconds apart. Really bad. <laughs> and like they were saying last night, the first one, which Matthew threw to avoid the sack, and he didn't have to. Because if he went just went down where he was hit, forward momentum would have been at the half-yard line. Are you talking about the 360 in the end zone? Yeah, when he was avoiding the uh, sack and the safety, if you will. Right. And uh, then the pick six, 
egads. Again, 26 seconds apart. So not good for the Rams as uh, they fall, uh, but they are still 7-2. And, and you know what? Uh, the Titans? Mike Vrabel knows what he's doing, man. Of course, yeah. One of the best coaches. He was mentioned here. Yeah, I know. It was him, Robert Sala, and then out of nowhere we get Dan Campbell. Well, Vrabel, I think, was discussed before Patricia. Oh, in that cycle. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting my cycles here mixed up. There have been a lot of coaches. But you know what? We brought in Matt Patricia. That worked out. I want to talk about how like hateful people are on social media about Matthew Stafford having a bad game. You know what? Here's the thing. The dude was here for 12 years. Uh, he gave his heart and soul to this organization. He put up some pretty darn good numbers. If you look at the Lions record book as far as quarterback play goes, you know Stafford's name is going to be there. Um, he takes a lot of grief because of the playoff record. Mm-hmm. But you're going to pin it all on a quarterback. I mean, I get what everyone says about him. The 0-3 in the playoffs, you know, what huge games have you won that really mattered? Now you go to L.A. and everyone's talking about MVP or whatever, and you're 6-0 against teams without a winning record, now 1-2 and against teams with a winning record. I get all that. But just how mean people are, like they want him to fail. That I don't get. Well, look, the supporting cast that Stafford has in L.A. is significant. Yeah, obviously. He didn't have that here. Ever. When's the last time he had a legitimate running game here? I mean, I mean people are game gonna say, in, game out, averaging 100 yards, blah, 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 blah. People are going to say he had Megatron, he had X, Y, and Z. Yeah, he never had it all together. Okay, he had Megatron. Okay, but the National Football League you got Matthew Stafford and Megatron. Okay. What about the other nine? Yeah. You know, there for a while, the Lions' offensive line was abysmal. Yeah. I mean, he took huge hits all the time. All the time. I mean, Matthew Stafford, if there's anybody that ever played, could tell you exactly the paint color of the <laughs> ceiling at Ford Field. Yeah. Because he got a pretty good, damn good look week in and week out. I get the criticisms of him. I'm just saying I don't understand sort of this wanting him to fail, like excited he had this terrible game last night. That I don't get. You know, that's the world we're living in. People love spitting venom. Mm -hmm. This social media world of, look, I gotcha. Here are stats that prove that I'm right. Oh, Stafford, two picks in 26 seconds. That's a Stafford I know. Right. I heard those exact words like a bunch of times. I don't know. You know, whatever. I hope, good for him. If he wins playoff games, good for him. But will he be, hypothetically, if Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl with the Rams, hypothetically, of course, would the Stafford haters have the st- I almost the, the ammunition? Yes, <laughs> uh, to come out and say, "Hey, look, congratulations, nine. No, because you're going to hate, and that's all you're going to do. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. I just think it's icky. I do not like social media. All right, I'm right there with you. Uh, it is the WJR Sportsbook. We'll be back to take a look at tonight's Monday Night Football Tilt. Leave it here on 760 
WJR. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook with Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Sponsored by WinBet. Download the WinBet app today on the Apple Store or on Google Play. Win with WinBet. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. All right, let's get to it, shall we? The Monday night tilt tonight. Uh, very interesting. Uh, your former neck of the woods, the Steelers, four and three. They've won three straight. They are hosting the three and five Bears. Uh, according to our friends at WinBet, the uh, Steelers are favored by seven. Seven. Interesting. The Steelers have won three in a row. We've been, I've been going back and forth, which, by the way, you haven't mentioned that I won my bet last Monday. Yes. Finally. So. I had the Chiefs. Nobody owes anything, anything. We're, we're even. Okay. We're even. Uh, I had the Chiefs laying 10 and a half to the Giants and the Chiefs. Whatever. Too many points. Yeah. Um, which is where I'm leaning tonight. Seven seems like too many points for my hometown team. I'm waffling, though. That's your decision. The Bears' defense allows a lot of yards per carry for running backs. Steelers have Najee Harris. Nothing would make me happier than to buy you a box of wine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've got T.J. Watt. They have a young quarterback. I don't know. Seems like too many points. Bears' D, depending on which one shows up. Some ball players over there. Oh, right. And we have that geriatric person as our quarterback. Well, you know what? You've kind of soured on Big Ben. I have. I have. Uh, they've won three in a row. But I'll tell you what about T.J. Watt. He has had at least one sack in five of the six games he's played. That dude is a force. And the Bears allowed four sacks last week. Do you see why I'm waffling? Well, uh, do we have a wager, or you just want to take the week off? No, we have to do it. This is the win bet sports book. For crying out loud. I mean, hello. Danielle, uh, what do you think? She says she doesn't know. Okay. Uh, you know, I've known Danielle for a while, and, you know, we're so happy that she's here. But, <laughs> you know, football's not our forte. Okay, all right. All right, what I'm going to do is I think the Steelers are going to win, but it's too many points, and they're not going to cover. Okay, so you're going to take the Bears, and I'm laying seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, the usual for me. Right. A nice, crisp bottle of Mad Dog 2020 for you. <laughs> that is not it. No? I know you can't say it, but it's a nice, crisp white wine that one day you will buy for me. Will tonight be the night? I don't know. Oh, that's right. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. No. Sauvignon Blanc. Dang it! <laughs> Clearly, I know nothing what about What you said wine. is red. <laughs> I don't, you know what? That, uh, WinBet should put odds on whether or not I'll ever, ever know anything about wine. That's fine. You seem to know a lot about betting. You've been very good. Now, here's the thing. You're giving me your hometown team. Let's, I know. Let's review. You are giving me your hometown team. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving you the Bears and seven points. As Jim Leland said about this idea that Justin Verlander would come back, you cannot make deals with your heart. Well, that's true. But, okay, now, the wager is written in stone, is it not? Yes. All right, now here's something that I want to share. The Bears offense uh, behind their 
Buckeye rookie, Justin Fields. They are 32nd overall offensively in the league. They're fifth in rushing. They're 32nd in passing. Mm-hmm. The Steelers' defense, 11th overall, 12th defending the run, 13th against the pass. So they're right there. Right. They're right there. Are you happy with this? I, I, I'm happy. This is the way you wanted to go. Because, again, <laughs> um, you know, I think I've, uh, you know, I've won a couple beers. You've won a few, yeah. A few. Uh, and nothing would make me happier than to go into the, uh, to the party store and pretend to know something about wine for once in my life. I'll text you what to say. Please. Okay. That would be so very helpful. You know, because I'm, I, do they still make Boone's Farm? Do not get that. <laughs> Please don't get that. <laughs> well, our time has come and gone. I'm very excited <laughs> to watch this thing tonight. Jane, we'll see you next Monday. This is fun. Looking thank forward you. to it. Thank you. You better believe it. Danielle Mason, thank you so very much. Great seeing you as always. Uh, Nick Roddy, look forward to seeing you again very soon there, laddie. Uh, and as always, thank each and every one of you for listening to the sports book right here on 760 WJR.